Hey everyone, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am your host, Andrea Welker, host of the Sacred Hearth Podcast. Joining me today is someone I am super excited about, and I'm so glad to have in the studio, Liliana Blackstar. Liliana, for those of you who haven't gotten a chance to meet her yet, is a fabulous human being. I love her to pieces. She is a tarot card reader. She's a Reiki master. She's someone who I adore. But the reason she's in the studio today, it's not because she's the most best, fabulous astrologer I've ever met. But it's because she's just that good. So thank you so much. <laughs> you leave a lot for me to live up to. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. And I'm excited to hang out and talk about astrology today. I am so glad you're here. For those of you who um, haven't listened to the show before, who, you know, we, we've been planning the show for a while and we're really super excited, not just because we get to tell you about astrology, because sometimes as a life coach who also does spiritual coaching um, and who is a priestess in my own tradition, sometimes astrology overlaps with what I do and maybe what you do too. And if you're someone who has a casual interest in astrology, or maybe you're just someone who's really wanting to deep dive or know more, this is going to be a great episode for you because we're going to get to talk about some of the basic things and then some more advanced things as well, because I am learning, you know, through following you at Hestia's Muse, um, because you do have a, a social media presence and you do post and you post amazing, great stuff. Astrology isn't just going from a to Z, it's like a full circle process. Mm -hmm. And that is something um, who's, that is not my gift, but it's absolutely yours. And I love that you have it. Um, would you be interested in telling our readers and our, you know, cause we do have a lot of tarot readers who are here and a lot of our listeners who haven't met you yet, how you got into astrology and why it fascinates you. Um, sure. Yeah. So just to start off with, um, my business name is Hestia's Muse. And Hestia is the goddess of the hearth, the home. And um, I consider her to be a goddess of, she's the keeper of the sacred flame. And a lot of people first encounter Hestia and they just think, oh, that's just housework and cooking. And to me, she's about self-care. Like when I work with the archetype of Hestia, it's all about self-care. It's tending to that inner flame, whatever that inner flame is. In your home, the inner flame is the kitchen. But in you, what is your inner flame? What's that thing that gives you a spark that comforts you, brings you joy and like drives you with passion to get up and keep going every day, right? And so um, that's why I called my website and everything Hestia's Muse. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. And um, even I think I have a couple of things on YouTube, but not much. Um, Hestia's Muse.net is my website. 
I'm also a certified reader with Seattle Psychics Association, which is an association of readers that are vetted to be ethical and reliable readers. So if you're looking for a reader, that's a good place to find one for tarot, astrology, Reiki, all kinds of stuff. And also, if you are a reader, we provide um, business support and like community for other readers that are wanting to, you know, make it their living to do readings for people, whether that's, like I said, tarot, astrology, um, Reiki, or whatever your spiritual type of readings are. We are an association that likes to help people um build that business and provide community support for them. So I'm super grateful to be a part of that community as well. Um, so I got into astrology. I started out with as a tarot reader and I loved tarot and I still do love tarot. And as I got into tarot, I thought I was drawn to it as a tool for self-understanding, self-awareness, self-discovery, um, I never really looked at it as a predictive tool as much as a here's the potential energy that you have. What are you going to do with it now? And so it was kind of a guide to help me make the better choices for my future rather than thinking that the future is set in stone. It's like I could look at the cards and get a clearer picture of what energy is going on, what's influencing me, what do I need to be aware of that I wasn't aware of before. And then I could make um, a better, more informed choice for myself. Love and through it. the study of tarot, you start to you start to read some books, and you go, "Oh, there's astrological associations with the cards. What does what is that about? Why is this card about Mars, and why is this card about Capricorn?" And so I was curious, and I started learning about astrology because of um, being a tarot reader. And then I found that astrology could also be a really powerful tool in the same way the tarot cards were for self-discovery, self-awareness, providing some direction, providing some um, just a sense of, first of all, that life is not as chaotic as it seems. There's cycles and patterns that are happening. True. It's so and true. so it helps things not seem so like chaotic and out of place. And it gives more of a reason to me of why things are happening the way that they're happening, which is comforting to me. Oh, and absolutely. also that helps me have direction. It's like checking the weather before you go outside. You want to know, should I dress warm because it's cold outside? Should I bring my umbrella because it's raining? It's the same way with astrologically. I can prepare for each day a little bit more intentionally. I can align myself with the energy of the season or the moon sign and phase or whatever other stuff is going on so that I can like just live my life to the fullest in alignment with like the whole universe. Because I, I love that you said that to have the alignment with the universe, because I also believe that we are aligned with everything and there is that energy and, you know, some people, when they look at astrology, they may not know what it means. They may not understand it. They may not even know it exists. And, you know, when you were pointing out the connection between astrology and tarot, when I first started reading tarot, I had no idea. And I was like, what is 
you know, and, and when we went to seminary, when we were in seminary together at Wolstenstein, um, one of the things that I learned was that connection. And it opened me up as a reader in a lot of ways, because it was like this layered gift of mm -hmm. hard interpretation that I didn't have before. Um, and I love that. So I, I love that you mentioned that and in that, like, it's almost like a spiritual duality of all things where it's a part um, of that cycle for me too. And some people, <laughs> you know, if you could say, you know, what astrology was to people who maybe don't know what it is at all, like say if they are brand new off the street, walking into a shop or making an appointment with you for the first time, what would be the best way that you would explain astrology to them and just how um, special the relationship is to develop it within yourself? Because we do have our own personal right. uh, charts <laughs> that we have. Yeah, it's something that's, it's interesting to try to define astrology into just like one like um, soundbite. Because it's so <laughs> expansive. I mean, it's like it's, almost it's impossible. Complex. It's very complex. It's very deep. There's so much to learn. There's so much more than just your sun sign, which is what most people are aware of. It's just like what sign was the sun in when you were born. Um, so astrology. And, and for those Excuse me for interrupting yeah. you. For the people who don't know, the sun signs are like your basic 12 zodiac, like what you can see behind Liliana, like Taurus, Libra, Virgo, those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it would take a whole other show to do just the basics beginning intro to astrology so that you understand it. But one way that I like to explain it to people is by the etymology of the word astrology versus astronomy so astronomy as we know is a science of understanding the stars and the planets there's astronomers and they look through their telescopes and they study the stars so astronomy comes from the words astronomy which was to know the stars so it's to understand the stars to study the stars to know the stars and then astrology comes from astrology which is to speak to the stars mm -hmm. and so on that side of things yes you study the stars first but then on the astrology side you interpret what the stars mean by where they are or what they're doing or how the planets are moving. You apply some kind of meaning, you apply some kind of message to the placement of the planets and the stars and the seasons and stuff like that. So astronomy is the science and astrology is an interpretive art. So just like you can take tarot cards and you can put them down, you can throw bones, some people read dice. There's so many different tools that we use for divination and for like applying meaning to something, right? Like the cards are just cards until you have a reader interpret them. The dice is just dice until you have a reader interpret them. So us, the stars are just stars until you have an astrologer speak for them and interpret them and apply some kind of meaning to where the stars are. So we first studied the stars 
and it helped us understand where we were on the planet. We could use them as a map to help us find our way around, and we could use them as a clock to understand what time of the year it was. So we understood our position, not only on the planet physically, but we understood our position in the year, in the in the time frame of the wheel of the year. And so then astrologers take that information and we go, what, can, what kind of meaning or purpose can we apply to this position of our play ourself in this time and place right now? So astrology, the wheel is a map and a clock at the same time. And the astrologers use that as their tool to interpret meaning, just like someone who's throwing bones uses the bones or someone reading tarot reads the cards I love so it that's just a very basic what is astrology <laughs> I I think that's a great um a great way to break it down because it it's this you know almost knowing of the unknown which is why sometimes I think it a lot of people who study the cult, occult also study astrology and astronomy and you know just like we used to navigate by the stars externally when we would be traveling through ship or long journeys walking or um by wagon we can navigate ourselves and our spiritual journey and internally. that's exactly it i love that you brought up the occult because one of the primary like concepts of magic is as above so below Right. And as within, so without. And this is the concept that I'm a part of the universe. So what's happening to the universe is happening to me. And it's the concept of what is hap happening on the large scale in the macrocosm is also happening in the microcosm. So when I look at what's happening in the stars in our solar system, because I just for astrology, we just look at our solar system, where's the planets um, in from our perspective here on Earth? Um, what are the planets in our solar system doing? And I think of that as like the macrocosm. And then whatever's happening to the universe is also happening to me. So then I can look at my own life and say, well, what's similar in my own life that's also happening in the stars? And then I can apply meaning and gain purpose and direction on what I should do next because I see myself as part of the galaxy rather than separate from it. So as I said before, it's instead of life being so chaotic, um, of like, gosh, why are me and my partner having weird, um, like conflicts of, in our communication right now? That hasn't happened before. What's going on? I can go, oh, like I can see in the chart that Venus is making a harsh aspect to Saturn right now. Venus is love and relationships and Saturn is like obstacles. And I can go, Oh, that's what's happening. How can I work around that? How can we, you know, like bring an umbrella because it's raining? <laughs> so instead of going, oh my gosh, why is it raining? We go, oh, that's because it's this time of year when the when it's going to rain more often, and I can be prepared and I can respond accordingly to that energy. Um, rather than just being like, why is this weird thing happening to me? I can be like, what, what's happening astrologically that reflects what's happening to me? And how can the planets then teach me a different way of 
engaging with that thing that's happening to me. You know, I, I like that you say that too, because it's all about learning our place in the bigger picture of, you know, the universe, the world, and just, it's almost like um, astrology to me is like that cosmic ego check. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does do an ego check on you a lot. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, like astrology, I don't think it's making things happen to you. I don't think that. And that's a good distinction to point out too. Great. I don't think the stars are making things happen to you. I don't think the planets in certain signs are making you be a certain type of person. So it's not good to use it as an excuse of just be like, well, that's just how I am. I'm just a a Scorpio and I'm not, you know, and and just using it as an excuse like that or um, as like a crutch is kind of behind beside the point because it's not that they're making things happen to you. It's just that the planets are reflective. As, as I said, as above, so below, as within, so without. So what's happening inside of you, you can find the mirror of that somewhere in the bigger picture. You can find that being mirrored back to you. And then you can use that as a framework to try to step out of yourself a little bit, out of your ego. And instead of being like, oh, it's just me, 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 it's like, oh, this is reflected in the bigger picture of the the cosmos as well. So it's not just happening to me. Other people are probably feeling something similar too. And how I'm responding to it is my responsibility. So knowing astrology rather than using it as an excuse for um, I'm just the way I am, I think it actually gives you more of um like more responsibility to like deal with your shit and take responsibility i love that self and your actions instead of being like well it's just a thing because mercury's retrograde yeah retrograde isn't making it you know there are so many people in our community no lie we can set our watches by it and sometimes we'll message each other people will be like Oh, it's Mercury in retrograde. I better not go outside. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to start a job. I'm not going to live my life because they are like obsessed with, with that whole concept of Mercury in retrograde being a bad thing, which it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> one of my favorite times of year, actually. It, um, it can be super rewarding if yeah. you know how to engage with the energies and lean into it and like learn something from it it's just it's trying to teach you something and if you're resisting the lessons that's when the the not great stuff happens to you that's it because it's like you're it's like you're being tested by a teacher and the teacher's like oh you're obviously not paying attention so now i have to hit you upside the head a little bit because you weren't paying attention whereas if you were paying attention the pop quiz is no big deal yeah, because right. you know what to study for. <laughs> right. It's like if you because, you know, a lot of people they do, they fear Mercury in retrograde. And it's like one of the benefits of astrology to me is, you know, it takes the fear out of the unknown. And so therefore I don't right. Yes. Yeah. I have like, seen some astrologers like give fear based messages i've seen professional astrologers tell people to be afraid of the retrograde and that's so sad i've seen them tell people to be afraid of their saturn return 
And that's frustrating because it shouldn't be, it's, it's to me, astrology is a tool of empowerment. And if you're not getting empowerment out of it, you're not doing it right. (laughs) For real. It's like, it's just like anything else. It's a tool. It's a tool for us to use to better ourselves. And some people just, it takes a long time in the spiritual side of life to learn that lesson, no matter who you are, what you study. And that's something that like took me a long time to learn. Uh, Cause you know, I like to learn the hard way, um, <laughs> which I tell my listeners all the time. And, you know, a lot of my listeners like to learn the hard way too. So that's another reason I was excited to do this episode because it's like, when you look at astrology, you know, a lot of times it's like the most, the most basic astrology we know is our horoscope. You know, that's like, we grow up reading our horoscope, like, eating breakfast and it's a whole thing, you know, or we have like a weekly horoscope or like funny horoscopes. There's all kinds of horoscopes. Um, And I love them because they're so fun and they're just like little snippets. They're little snippets of, you know, like the cosmic message because somebody taps in and they're sitting at their keyboard and they get the message or they interpret the message or they science out the message in a spiritual way to deliver it to people. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes, sometimes you do use math and astrology. I hate to break it to everybody. (laughs) It does have some math involved. Yes, it does. (laughs) Astronomy and math are the tools and then you're interpreting it. And that's the intuitive part. So there you um, go. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the the horoscopes that everyone's familiar with, which is like you know that you know what your sun sign is, like um, what month you were born, pretty much helps you determine what your sun sign is. So you go and you look at the list, and it says if you're a Taurus, this is how your week is gonna go. And those are you know just the very basic surface level yeah. of astrology like that's just so surface level that sometimes it's not even accurate no because because there's no way that someone could make accurate predictions for everyone it's like you said they're just giving a snippet because it's usually because a magazine or a newspaper knows that it's a popular thing to have so they're just paying someone and they only have a certain amount of space and um there's so much more depth to astrology though so i know a lot of people who are like my horoscopes like i i just don't believe in astrology because all they've really ever interacted with was their sun sign horoscope and that didn't click for them it didn't make sense the uh predictions were not accurate they were like i, I don't get it i don't and that's how i was too for a long time mm-hmm. I did not just relate to everything I read about Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn sun. I didn't get it. The generalizations that I read in the horoscopes were like, I don't really relate to that. That's not me. But once I started studying more deeply and and realizing like, oh, the sun is like one fraction of the whole picture oh, here. Yeah. And so- <laughs> And so if you can take your horoscopes with a grain of salt, understanding that like this is just a part of the picture and there's a lot of the picture that you're not seeing and there's no way that that um, 
an accurate, precise, like, prediction can be made just based off of your sun sign. And then just, you know, read them for fun and take some guidance from them what you will. But if you really want to get the value out of astrology, you need to start looking at your whole chart and seeing that you have where the sun is, but you also have a sign that the moon is in. You have something called your rising sign, which is the sign that was rising over the eastern horizon, like coming up at the time of your birth, based on where you were on the planet at your time of birth, which is why you need your date of birth, your time, and your location in order to cast an accurate chart. Because eight o'clock in the morning on the East Coast is different than that same time on the West Coast. There's different things above you. There's different things on the horizon um, rising or setting, depending on where you are on the planet. And so, um, first of all, finding your accurate chart um, with those three things, your date of birth, time of birth, and location. Um, using a website, I would recommend astro.com for a free chart software that's mostly accurate. There's a lot of free chart software out, out there, but it's not all made equal. Could it say not, not all charts all are created are equal? <laughs> and I don't want to like say right, anything right. too specific. I will just say like astro.com is one that I trust as a professional and the app called Astro Matrix is one that I also personally really trust and use. And it's really good to helping you learn astrology too. Um, so you can get the app Astro Matrix or go to the website astro.com. Both of them are free and you can put in your birth time, location and um, day and get a chart. And that's when you start to get into, okay, now I have my sun sign, my moon sign, my rising sign. There's also your Venus, Mars, Jupiter, like all the planets could be in separate different signs. And these are like different parts of yourself. They're um, what we use to archetypically represent different aspects of the personality. And what sign they're in is kind of how they're expressing that energy. So it's kind of like when you have tarot, you have the major arcana, and then you have um, the spread that you use, right? So you, um, some people just throw cards down and just interpret them without a spread, but a lot of professional, yeah. but you've also heard of the concept of using a spread where each mm -hmm placement of the card has a different meaning so you have a specific question for each card based on when you put it down right and then you also interpret them together you blend mm -hmm. the meanings together you the cards relate to each other back and forth and that's kind of what you're doing with astrology is you have the planets and then you're interpreting them based on where they are what sign they're in and what house they're in and then you're also interpreting them based on their relationship to other planets in the chart which is where you get the math of determining the aspects because <laughs> it's all degrees it's um, a 360 degree wheel and so if two planets are 90 degrees apart from each other that's different than if two planets are 60 degrees apart from each other or 120 degrees apart from each other. Um, so that's kind of where the math part comes in, but it's not more, not any more complicated than 
like 360 degrees divided by 12. No, if, it. if you can eat pie, you can yeah. do your star chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basic like geometry and sacred geometry of the angles. Um, so, you know, like this big of a pie piece or this big of a pie piece or this big of a pie piece. Like, um, do you have to share the pie or do you want the whole thing or do you <laughs> want to save some for lunch tomorrow? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of math you're doing with astrology. Yeah. It's, it's don't, don't let us scare you because you no. know, we, we know that we know it's, that it's not super complicated. I am terrible at math. Same. I never <laughs> Same. even passed. I never even passed basic algebra in high school. Like <laughs> I, I passed I did great with algebra and geometry, but like the, it took a while for it to click. And once it did, I was like, oh, I got this. Yeah. But anything beyond that, I mean, it's I been so long. Like I'm special, surprised I can balance my checkbook. You know? Yeah. I had to take like a special math class to get <laughs> to like just to graduate high school because I, I couldn't get it. I'm not good at math. So don't let the math part scare you. And additionally, some of these free websites will give you interpretations for free. Um, Astro or Astro Matrix, as I said, as an app, it's really good at um, breaking down parts of your chart and what they mean, as well as giving you predictive things based on where the planets are now. Um, or you can go to a professional astrologer, and that's where I think the real like fun and deep stuff happens that is where the professionals a come in computer program and algorithm can tell you the basics but it lacks the intuition of like how those planets are interacting with other parts of your chart and it so, lacks the magic right it needs to like having that living component of a living person applying their personal experiences and their intuition really helps break open the astro the astrology like to another level i had studied astrology off and on for a long time like i said i was doing tarot and i was like oh what's this so i read some books and i would read articles and stuff like that and i kind of got it but the real like when i really got into astrology was after i had a one-on-one -on -one reading with a real astrologer like sitting at the table across from her and um that was like oh uh, yeah it just broke everything open and i was like oh this is way more cool and way more deep and meaningful than i ever thought it could be and i want to learn how to do that i, I was like, gonna say immediately like, after my very first reading it was with a woman called sabrina monarch you can find her website too it's monarch astrology or sabrina monarch you can search for her she does amazing amazing work um and yeah i just saw one one reading with her and i was like this is awesome how like, can i I'm learn hooked. how to do how can i learn how to do what you just did and i took class with her and i had more readings with her as well as with some other people um you just got to find the astrologer that's right for you that clicks with you that you vibe with that's what i was going to ask you was we know unfortunately that not all uh readers are you know created equally um and I'm not going to say like, 
I don't like calling people out on my show, but it's really important to be able to have someone that you trust, that you can respect. Um, So how does somebody pick a good astrologer? I know that you mentioned the Seattle Psychics Association, which is phenomenal. Um, Mm. Actually, I used to be a member. I need to renew my membership. But for people who don't know, it is an organization that does promote ethics um, within various aspects of spirituality and spiritual professionals. Um, It's also a great place to network. So if you're looking for a qualified astrologer, (laughs) definitely go there. But yes, I'm not sure how many other astrologers we have right now. It's primarily tarot card readers. Mm-hmm. with some Reiki and I think myself and maybe one other person um does a, that's like active with the organization right now does astrology so we're looking if you are an astrologer and you're interested in joining the association come check go. us out um we'll provide links for that stuff at the end yes. <laughs> it will be and, in the um, in the notes for the show yeah yeah it's seattlepsychicsassociation.com but if you're looking for an astrologer because you want to have your chart read, hi. Um, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. SDSmuse.net. Um, but also you want to find someone who probably has a website, um, because they and they are like actively probably sharing themselves or stuff on social media. And that way you can see what they're about you can see what their vibe is like because they're posting stuff on social media and they're they have stuff on their website look for someone that has reviews from other people who have done readings with them um if they don't have any reviews i might be a little concerned that either they're new or inexperienced or I don't know. Because um, if they've, if generally, um, if the they've been doing things, they're, they're going to have reviews. Yeah, the best astrologers that I know have a website, they're active on social media, and they have reviews of people leaving um, their thoughts after they had a session with this person. I personally avoid astrologers that give definitives, like when they say that this transit is going to make this thing happen. Um, cause like I said, I don't personally believe that astrology is used best as a like predictive tool, because I don't think that we are like stuck in a destiny loop where we can't change what happens to us. And so I like terminology that says here, like, here's the potential energy that might come up for you during this transit rather than this is what's going to happen to you. Right. Right. Like here's what and, could happen. Here's what yeah. might here's what happen. Could happen. Here's what you might start experiencing. Here's what you might feel or notice going on around you. And it's like the choose your own adventure books. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're it the is. person it is. who says and it's going to be so different for every person. Like right yeah. now we're all experiencing Mars retrograde in Gemini. But how each individual is experiencing Mars retrograde in Gemini is going to totally be going to depend on your personal chart, your birth chart. It's going to depend on your cultural experiences as well as a lot of other factors. Um, some people like might not even notice anything different right now. Mm-hmm. 
and good for you if you going, don't <laughs> and some people are going oh my god this is the like so stressful right now um when is it gonna end you know and so it's and that's valid no matter what because as i said there's that reflective quality of astrology and for and so mars retrograde and gemini isn't just one thing and so if an astrologer says it's just one thing that's when i start to like feel sus about them yeah that does none that of makes the you kind of want to None of the planets are just one thing. None of the signs are just one thing. So if they're that like, should be well, a red flag. Is this way all the time? No questions, and there's no room for like a flexibility within that interpretation. Then I'm like, mm, eh. <laughs> that's yeah, not my my uh, preferred method of interacting with astrology. So I think that i guess for some people that works but i think i would ask like what are what are you getting out of it mm -hmm. like follow these people follow an astrologer for a while follow their social media if they have a podcast if they have a youtube or if they're just posting on instagram and facebook follow them for a while see if you get something out of what they're sharing and then do you like that thing that you're getting from what they're sharing um, if all you're getting from it is like, oh, no, I have to be afraid of this energy that's coming. <laughs> oh, no, this transit is Red bad. Flag. Oh, no, that transit is bad. If that's all you're getting, like, is that doing something Red for flag. you? Is that helping you in some way? If it is, then okay. <laughs> I guess that. Yeah, there are. Because unfortunately, there are some people out there who are not ethical. They will prey on people. They will attempt to tell you things like um, that you're, you're, they might, you might go to them for say an astrology reading or even a tarot or whatever. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, you might have this going on. You might be cursed. You could have this. And that's a whole thing too. Yes. Okay. So just like basic ethics 101 first of all if they are messaging you out of the blue red flag red flag right off the bat if you got an instagram dm or a facebook message or on TikTok, some, someone that you don't know messaging you saying hey my spirits led me to you and i think you need a reading or like, hey, I really was drawn to your energy and I think you could benefit from a reading. Do you want one? Or they're offering just showing up uh, like without you reaching out to them first. That's that's commonly the behavior of scams. Not everyone who does it is a scammer, but I would also say that those people maybe don't have the best um, business model that they're using even if they are legitimately a good reader, oh, um, they're so not really following an ethical business model. So that, um, just saying, if you're doing that to people, stop. <laughs> Please, um, because, yeah. You should be the one reaching out to them because you found them and you liked what they were offering on their social media or you liked what you read on their website. Um, if they're just reaching out to you out of the blue, then that's red flag number one. And then commonly with those people who reach out to you first, they give you something for free and that, or at a very low price. And then the hook is that they say, 
well, here's your reading. Unfortunately, my guides or my cards or the stars or whatever have just alerted me that this terrible thing is, you know, you have a curse, you have um, an evil entity attached to you, you have something terribly wrong, but don't worry, I can fix it, but it's going to cost you. Red flag. <laughs> That's a huge, huge red flag. Like if you've made it that far with them, just stop all communication immediately. An ethical reader, even if they predict, even if they do see something going on in your chart that's not 100% positive, they will tell you what it is, but they will not claim that they are the only way to fix it. And they will not like try to pressure you into spending more money to fix the problem that they, that they found. Like I might see some rough things coming up ahead for you astrologically. And I will do my best to share that information with you in the most positive way possible to empower you to get through it rather than scaring you. And then, I, yeah, I do like it if people come back to me for readings, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this really bad thing is going to happen and you have to come back to me so that I can tell you how to get through it and it's going to cost more money. Um, that's just bad, bad business. Whether they're a scammer or legit or not, it's bad business practices and I would not want to... Um, interact with a person who practices their readings in that way. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's, it's true though, because some people, they just are just, I, I'm not going to say they're awful people, but some people out there, you know, they're on their own journey of learning too. And they have their own things that they are their own, uh, you know, right. chart cycles that they're in the middle like, of. Like, yeah, like I'm not immune to the, the stuff that's happening astrologically just because I'm an astrologer. I'm not immune to my own past trauma. I'm not immune to my own symptoms of mental illness. Mm -hmm. But as a reader, it's my responsibility to learn not to project that onto other people, not to make my problems other people's problems, and to recognize that people are coming to me in a vulnerable state the majority of time, if someone's coming to you as a life coach or as a tarot card reader or as an astrologer, they're coming to you feeling vulnerable. They need guidance. They need some kind of support. They're going, what's going on? I need help. I've looked other places for some kind of answers and they're turning to you for some kind of support. So they're coming to you from a vulnerable state. And there are people out there, unfortunately, that prey on that. They know that people who are interested in tarot and astrology are a vulnerable crowd because guess what? When you first, especially when you first start looking into spirituality and metaphysical stuff, it's often because you're feeling rejected by or shut out from like the norms of society. Yeah. And, and what so you're you want having in life some too. kind of crisis that has sent you to look for answers in the occult or in you know occult just meaning hidden knowledge secrets. Mm -hmm. So you you've used all your resources up in the mundane, and you're like, I don't know what's happening. I have to start looking in these secret hidden places that not everyone talks about and that are kind of taboo. And in order to like 
make that choice to go look in those secret hidden places, you're probably having some kind of crisis or moment of vulnerability. And so it's your reader's responsibility to recognize that and to treat that moment with care and respect. And um, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is there's people that are out there that are preying on vulnerable people to make money or for whatever reasons they have, if they get some kind of kick out of it, it's just, you have to be aware when you're going into this part of the world, into this community, like not everyone has your best interest at heart, even though they say they do. And so that's why I said to first start by checking out someone's social media and their website. How does it make you feel? Is it fear-based? Is it telling you that you have to get this reading from them because there's no other way to access this information. Like I have my Patreon and I have my um, social media websites and I'll say, this week is going to be rough. Here's why. And I'll tell you it's because Venus is squaring Saturn or Saturn is squaring Uranus. And this is kind of the energy that that's bringing in. It's like a weatherman predicting the weather right saying like some strong storms are coming up you could shelter in place bring an umbrella and that's all i'm saying but the reason that i tell you um it's because saturn is squaring uranus is so that you can go and find saturn squaring uranus on your own you can google that information and you go what does that mean saturn squaring uranus i'm gonna look it up and you'll find other astrologers talking about it. And so you can come to your own conclusions. So another red flag is like, oh, here's this big thing is happening, but they don't tell you what, like why they came to that conclusion. So they don't give you the tools to research it on their own. And they present it as here's the problem. And the only way to find out what that means or the solution to that problem is by paying me. Yeah. And a good... A good ethical reader won't do that. Right. Um, They'll say, here's and, the and, problem. Here's what I suggest mm -hmm. the solution is. Um, you can come to me for guidance, but I'm not the only option for you to come to guidance. And they'll also even sometimes suggest that you go see a doctor or a therapist, or they'll say to you, like, I don't have the no the like the the knowledge to give you that specific answer um sometimes what a client is looking for is outside of my skill set and i have to say that's not really what i do um here's some options of different people you can look to for that type of stuff but that's not what i do i don't remove curses <laughs> um i don't generally do spell work for people like that's not what i'm into i'm also not a medical doctor i'm not a lawyer so i can't give you legal advice <laughs> i can't give you financial advice like officially and you know i'm just gonna say like people may laugh who hear this but we legitimately have people ask us all kinds of advice all kinds of questions like I mean, when it's it's almost like your hairdresser or like, it's like there are just certain people in your life that you don't really have secrets from. Your astrologer is one of them because they always see into what is going on with you. And it's not it's not always like an internal gift. It's just because 
there's, you know, you're dialed in to, you know, it's like standing on top of a mountain and looking down into a valley. Mm-hmm. People see what they see because they have a different viewpoint. Right. So, and that's also why, like, it's helpful to go to a live astrologer rather than just getting an algorithm to interpret your chart for, for you is because um, the living astrologer has like this different viewpoint than just like something that's written down um like a lot of the websites even use interpretations that were written by real people they're not just written by a computer but that person was writing based on one like thing that they had in mind right and like i said like the astrology is never just one thing (laughs) and some you know some of the websites that you find especially like if the astrologer um you know unfortunately because there are unethical people they might take um a reading that someone does copy it and paste it as their own work too and then they might charge you for it yeah that happens too unfortunately which is like i do my readings live on video chat just like we are right now Mm -hmm. we both Mm -hmm. go on a zoom or microsoft teams meeting in person live on video um and we sit and have a conversation and And it's just as easy as we're talking right now yeah and it's just as easy as this i'll ask you some questions about what's going on in your life i'll look at your chart with you i'll explain to you what i see I'll ask you to respond to what I'm saying um, so that I can make sure I'm, you know, on the same wavelength. Or, you know, if you have specific questions about what's going on in your life, I'll say, okay, sure, we need to look at these planets then. Or this is the part of the thing that we need to look at based on that question. And so it's very in the moment, intuitive. But I'm not going to just send you this written report and be like, here you go, there's your chart reading. Some readers do that, and that's valid. That's not what I do, because I like to have the one-on-one connection and, like, back-and-forth interaction with people, because I think that the chart is, like, a living thing, and so it's better to have living things interacting with it. (laughs) Well, you know, and it makes sense, because it's, like, an extension of you, and it's an extension of your... It's like your energy and your chart's energy, they they mesh, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's nice sometimes, like I've had readings that were done online. I've had like the virtual um, AI interface readings where it's like a, an algorithm that, you know, you click enter and then it pops up your information. And then I've had uh, live readings, you know, and I can tell you out of, out of those, I have found benefits in each one, but live reading is my favorite because there's just yeah. something about that human element that you can have with someone else. Because, um, you know, when we uh, had a class together, um, Liliana has read for me before and it was fabulous. And that's why uh, one reason why I love her and why she's here, but it was the first time I had had that professional like true real astrological reading in person and it never made me want to ever do it another way again 
Right. Like I said, when I first finally had my one-on-one reading with Sabrina, that was my moment that I was like, oh, astrology is like beautiful and awesome and way more different than I thought it was when I had just been reading things off of books and websites, you know? And so um, I do know some fabulous readers who do written reports. And I do know some fabulous readers who do things like through voice recording or they'll look at your chart and they'll just do a voice recording and send it to you. And that can be awesome if you um, have a weird schedule that doesn't allow you to easily schedule a session with your preferred reader. Um, Or if you're like in a totally different time zone and just can't, you know, can't connect with someone live or you just work really weird hours. So there's something for everyone and you can, experiment and find what works for you and I'm not saying that um readers who don't do live sessions are any less valuable than those who do the live sessions (laughs) I just like the live sessions best (laughs) um ideally I would love to be like face to face with people but because I want to offer readings to people besides just the people in my town you know um i i like to do the online things too so that you don't have to travel or uh, right right leave your house (laughs) you know back before covid we all did the festivals um a lot of us did festival circuits and there is an energy like no other when you do festivals so um that was always fun too is just being a reader um you know, and some people I would only see at festivals. That was like, they would come and they'd say, Hey, we knew you'd be here. Um, can you do a tarot reading or can you, you know, do whatever? And I would say, sure. And that's how it works. And there is that element that you just, you really do love. So with that said, I do have real quick, do we have time for some user submitted questions? Absolutely. I can keep going for a bit longer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have, I have four questions, three, three, because I can't count. See, I don't do math. Um, (laughs) Why? So these questions were uh, uh, brought to me by some people. I said, Hey, I'm doing an episode on astrology. Give me some questions and just ask me off the top of your head. Like if you need questions answered. One is why is Aquarius never in astrology memes? Because apparently when astrology, when people have like the joke memes out or the big group of memes that go, apparently Aquarius is the meme that's always left out. Um, uh, That hasn't been my experience. And I'm in some astrology meme and like shit posting groups that just like make, you know, do the jokes and stuff. Right, right. Um, So either the meme pages you're following are no good. find better ones (laughs) you said it i didn't (laughs) like like um, muse might have some uh, (laughs) i don't share a lot of memes but i i get what you're saying like i've seen libra get left out right right i've seen a list of you know it's supposed to be the list of 12 but one of them's missing I haven't noticed that it's always Aquarius that's left out. I just know that sometimes um, what that tells me is the person who made the memes is probably not super into astrology 
and they were just reading off of a list themselves and they missed one. Um, and so <laughs> uh, when it comes to memes, it's just like, that's how people are just sharing yeah. this like collective information and um, like just, just find, find better meme pages is all I can yeah. say to that one because I haven't experienced that to be true. I've seen a lot of Aquarius memes. Um, if they're regular, if you are finding that you feel like they're regularly left out, then um, I wonder if that's just like a a way of your like psyche. It's kind of like dream interpretation. Like, what does it yeah. mean that you feel like your sign is being left out all the time? Right, right. What does it like mean that, that your um, subliminal your experience has yeah. been that astrology that the Aquarius gets left out? That's not my experience, but that's your experience, and that's valid. What does that mean to you? Are you feeling? unnoticed are you feeling left out are you feeling like um part of you is not seen Ooh, they might you never know I'll, I'll, i mean I'll i what. would look into why am i having this experience because it's definitely not a global experience that everyone leaves out aquarius if you're having that experience there's something there's a message there for you about how you view yourself and how you think the world views you or doesn't see you or something like that. That's a good answer. That's very, oh, that's a good one. I'll have to tell you what they tell me when they look. Okay. Yeah, um, I'd love to hear back. The next question uh, that, that I, I truly cackled when this came up was, why does everyone hate Scorpios? <laughs> Because some of my best, like some of the best people are Scorpios and Scorpios get such a bad rap. Scorpios and Geminis get the, <laughs> the, the really bad rap most of the time. Um, and that's just modern. That's just modern astrology. Um, that's just kind of what's present in the zeitgeist right now is just, um, you know, the, every sign has positives and negatives every sign has um like ways that it behaves that are going to be very mature and ways that it behaves that are going to be very immature and um just why we culturally have this view of scorpio right now like as like a negative i think it's because um scorpio is not comfortable energy to deal with um because scorpio is about shadow work scorpio is about looking at what's hidden beneath the surface it's about going underneath to like face the things that are taboo and so that in general is not something that most people enjoy right and so they find that energy abrasive or in some way uncomfortable and so if they're encountering someone that's really like projecting this strong scorpio archetypal energy they feel uncomfortable with it because it's making them look at something that is taboo or it's making them go through some shadow work of some kind and it's uncomfortable scorpio season that we're in right now has to do with death and like the the way that at least in the northern hemisphere scorpio season is about change from like going from fall into winter 
and the leaves are all falling off of the trees and things are starting to rot and decompose. And days are getting shorter, so nights are getting longer. There's more darkness. There's more cold weather. It's just an uncomfortable change, right? And so energetically, people are like, oh, I don't like Scorpio energy. And then that kind of interpreted into the meme world of like people just making fun of Scorpios as being yuck or bad. And then and that got spread without people even, yeah, without people even knowing what Scorpio energy is about. All they've seen is the memes that are like Scorpios are the worst, and they don't understand like where that came from. Like because it's not that Scorpios are the worst; it's just that Scorpio, some a part of Scorpio energy is hard for people to deal with. But that's the yeah. one part that they're focusing on with that meme. It doesn't mean that it's true all the time. It just means that that's what culturally we're looking at right now. There's a lot of um, modern astrology that I find very like cringe and not helpful yeah. because it's reductive and it's definitive. It's like the list of like, here's the worst thing about every sign or it's like the Twitter post that's like so brief and it's like Scorpios are like this and it's just reductive blanket statements that are definitive and that's meme culture mm -hmm. because it's meant to like just take an idea and spread it quickly but people forget that there's more than just that one thing like when we're saying um Scorpios are like vindictive. I'm not saying that all Scorpios are 100% vindictive all the time. I'm saying right. that the energy of Scorpio holds within it the archetype of like vindictiveness. It's there. Whether you access that part of your personality as a Scorpio or not is still up to you. Yeah. I, you know, I love that you say that because someone will have like one bad interaction with one person of one zodiac sign and for the rest yep. of their life they hate that zodiac yeah and that and it's like, unfortunate that's the unfortunate way of like you know ancients like over 2000 years ago studied astrology in depth and they philosophized about it and they um created this very intense mystical system of the stars and the planets and the signs and there's so much in it and then we've reduced it to um scorpios are vindictive <laughs> or um like i dated a gemini once and he was the worst therefore all gemini's are the worst right like, right um you know stuff like that and on one hand, it's fun to play with the archetypal energies in that way, um, because I can learn a lot about astrology through joking around playfully with the archetypes and being like, oh, mm -hmm. cancers are all crybabies. As long as I know that that's a joke and that's a way of playing with the archetype and it's not about the people, it's about the archetype. Right. And so when people say like Scorpio is the worst, if you can take it in the perspective of they're not talking about me, Scorpio's son, they're talking about the archetype of, of Scorpio, which I might, as a Scorpio's son, have the tendencies to display that archetype 
if I choose to, or if I choose not to, right? So it could be about me if I'm displaying that archetypal energy, or it could not be. It doesn't mean, you know, that they think that you're a bad person because you're a Scorpio. It means Scorpio energy is hard to deal with. Are you expressing that hard to deal with Scorpio energy? Or are you expressing Scorpio energy in a way that's a little easier for people to digest? Yeah. You have that capability, you know, because like I said before, like astrology is not making you be this way. It's not forcing you to be the type of person that you are. It's kind of like, here's the ingredients that went in, but how you put those ingredients together is still up to you. Yeah. It's just like baking a cake. We can have the same recipe and it might taste totally different when it comes out. Right. And people ask that, uh, like one thing people ask about is twins. Like how can twins be born on the same day and they have the same chart, um, but they're different. So I say it's like a recipe, like, um, have you ever seen Iron Chef? Mm -hmm. where the different cooks have all the same ingredients, but they make wildly different meals with them. So that's such a good ingredient. That's such like a good um, example. Yeah. Cause like I can have bacon, eggs, cheese, and bread, and you have bacon, eggs, cheese, and bread. And I go, okay, I'm going to make an egg and cheese sandwich. Right. Bacon on it. I'm going to put it all in a sandwich. And you go, I'm going to make a cheese omelet with a side of bacon and a side of toast. We used the same ingredients. We put these two plates next to each other. They look totally different. You're going to have a totally different, like, experience when you eat one than when you eat the other one. But they were made out of the same ingredients. And that's like twins or people who were born with the same chart is like, you had the same ingredients, but how you put them together and express them is different. And so, yeah, you're a Scorpio and people are like, Scorpios are vindictive. It's like, yeah, you have that ingredient in you. Um, It could be something that just sits back in the back of the fridge and never gets used. It's there. We all have that one (laughs) container of stuff. We all have that one container in the back of the fridge that we don't use. So when you read something about astrology, you go, oh, that doesn't sound like me. Okay. It's just part of the archetype that they're describing and whether you are actively displaying that part of the archetype in your life at this time or not. And again, it's way more complicated than just your sun. It's the combination of your sun with the moon and the rising and everything else in your chart. So it's not as simple as just saying Scorpio suns are this way because everyone with a Scorpio sun has a different chart. The only thing they have in common for sure is the sun in Scorpio. Right. So it's a generalization Uh, and the generalizations are good for learning the archetypes, but they're really bad to apply broadly to specific people. I love that. And, you know, that is a great way to just sum up how important it is to have a professional astrologer. We all have had the grace and joy of having Liliana Blackstar with us today. She is a professional astrologer and practitioner, a student of metaphysics for over 20 years. And she loves talking about spirituality with others. She's an astrologer, a tarot card reader, a Reiki master, 
And she loves helping people. And that's what I love. And that's one of the things we have in common. And she teaches uh, astrology workshops. She offers mentorship on her website, uh, which is hestiasmuse.net, as well as a way to, you can book readings with her uh, through that as well. She is a graduate of Wollstonestein Theological Seminary, and she has a bachelor's degree in Wiccan ministry. She's a first degree priestess of the wise tradition of Wicca and is with the Evergreen Hearth. Yes. Liliana is a member of the Hearth in Centralia, Washington. Thank you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, because (laughs) we want to make sure we give them a proper shout out. She is a member of the Seattle Psychics Association and with the Aquarian Tabernacle Church in the Pacific Northwest. Liliana, real quick, how can people book sessions with you or contact you in case they're interested? So hestiasmuse.net has a contact form or my email address listed on it where you can email me to set up a session. You can also find me on Facebook, hestiasmuse, or on Instagram, hestiasmuse.astrology. And you can send a private message to either of those accounts. And I'm pretty responsive to that. And we can um, try to schedule a session through that. I have a Patreon blog. So www.patreon.com slash Hestia's Muse. And I post um, regular astrological updates on that as well as it's a way for people to like if they want to give monthly for the work that I'm doing to post uh, on my social media accounts and stuff they can do that through Patreon um trying to think they can also find me at seattlepsychicsassociation.com and um additionally I will be at Spring Mysteries Festival in April yes. Um, so Spring Mysteries Festival is a festival put on by the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. It is a psychodrama ritualized whole weekend of um, exploration of the myth of Persephone and Demeter. And it's so much fun. You learn a lot about mythology and yourself through the rituals. And this year I am going to be holding the role of Hermes. And I am super excited to bring you all the energy and lessons of Hermes through the mythology. And you can get 10% off of your registration fee with the code Hermes10 at um, springmysteries.com. It's awesome. I think that's all the places you can find me. So, yeah. I love it. And all of this will be in our show notes. Uh, If you've had trouble catching any of the um, websites that we've dropped or names of people that we've mentioned or organizations, they will be listed in the show notes. Um, One of the things that I'll do is I will, I'm reworking my website. And one of the things I'm going to do is put past guest information on the site. So you can go there too and click as well when you watch the show. Um, if you happen to watch it through the website, you can go from the website to hestiasmuse.net um, and contact her that way as well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I have enjoyed so much just talking about like 
what I believe astrology is and how it works. And I would love to come back and talk to you about it more sometime. Yes. Oh my gosh. We have to, because it is so much fun. Like you all have no idea. We could have this one episode last like two more hours. We are, yeah, we could, I mean, I could, we, could, I could keep talking for that long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's, it's so fascinating. It's so much fun. And we have to like hold ourselves back a little bit because if we don't, we will just keep going. Um, <laughs> so there will be other episodes. She will be uh, definitely coming back. I'd love to always have you on again. And um, one of the things that, you know, has been fun is just how much we've enjoyed watching each other's journey and how we've seen that grow over the years. So it's always fabulous to see you. It's always great to see how well you're doing and what you're a part of and all the different projects you're going on. So thank you for being a part of my project um, and for being here and just opening yourself up to this discussion and for helping people learn astrology more. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who's tuning in and listening. We're so happy that you took the time to listen, and I hope you got something good out of it. Thank you so much, Andrea. You are so welcome. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye.